0: So, I drew a Shatterstar, Metsona, and Louis Tan put it on his Instagram? <laughs> I, I, is it wrong of me to kind of wish he'd included my username in his screenshot? I mean, yes, but, like, also, uh,
1: I don't understand what he's, I don't understand what he does from day to day to day. Like, what is he doing? Why is he, na- Why is he like, name-searching Shatterstar on twitter.com like who is doing that that's not me i'm not even doing that
0: yeah he just really needs to know what people think about his shatter star i guess guess i don't know it's very it's it's a lot
1: it's a lot he's being super extra like i get i get you I get you.
0: Yeah, Mads' Mads' response was, how is he so good? And I'm like, I thought it was going to be, how is he so extra? Yeah, I mean, he seems to be having a good time. And I guess that's all that matters. That's really all any of us can ask out of life is to have a good time.
1: Yeah, like he's having a good time with it, which is great. Clearly, he knows the caliber of individuals that are out there because... He responds to them all the time. He, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what he's doing. I don't he's know. He's just like
0: it's interesting. Also, that he like, I, like I drew it for you. I specifically like made that first tweet at you. Yeah, it was in my mentions. What is he doing in my mentions? I did it at you, so like he wouldn't
1: find it. <laughs> this is the second time he's been in my mentions, and, and now I'm like, anyway. up, I'm like waking up. Gonna wake up every day and Louis Tan's gonna be in my mentions. That's the second time. Like, like,
0: what? 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 Yeah, I don't, I honest to God think he has a Twitter alert. He must. Like, there's no other way. But then it's funny because he wasn't. He like picks and chooses what he wants or like what he looks at, I guess, which I mean we all do. Listen,
1: there's a lot of Rickstar content on the on the on the Twitter. I don't I'm know. I'm surprised what. he
0: didn't respond to your article.
1: I mean, maybe he maybe today he's busy.
0: Yeah. The last couple days were like his off days. His off day. Maybe he's Out in Ireland somewhere swinging a
1: sword around now.
0: No, he he isn't in Ireland at all. He's in the U.S. Oh, that's right. He is. Okay. Because he took the video of him listening to Donna Summer and driving a Porsche into the 20th Century Studio backlot. What's he doing
1: at Fox again? I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They're still doing reshoots for the (laughs) movie. No.
0: No, it's probably... They're probably doing like launch shit true i can't believe that happened still okay let's get the show on the road i can't talk about
1: lewis tin anymore Welcome to the Young Ones, a podcast about teen superhero teams and why we love them. My name is Charlie, and I use they/them pronouns. And
0: I'm Mikey, and I use he/him pronouns.
1: And this is episode twenty. We just talked about episode being episode twenty.
0: I know that's an even number.
1: That's that's a milestone. It, twenty is a milestone. Yes, it's four times five. Math. Yeah. <laughs> my fate my personal favorite.
0: I did it, so you don't have to.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Welcome. I appreciate it. I really do. Looking out
0: for you. I
1: know. You always are. You al- you always are. Well, I-, I try to anyway. Thank you for doing the math that I don't have to do. Mm-hmm. I could have told you it was twenty. Maybe it would have just taken me a little bit longer. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, I'm not g I don't have like times tables. Maybe I should do one of those sheets every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's That'll be your next year, your 2019, like, New Year's resolution at the Jesus, age of, like... do a bunch like, of times tables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my God. I'm going to learn. Like, some people choose to learn a language or, like, go visit a foreign country. I'm going to learn my times tables. <laughs> I'm going to learn them. I knew them at some point. I never did. I'm terrible at mental math, actually. You didn't know your time. R- really? No. Yep. I was really bad at times tables. Well, that's what calculators are for. hmm So that's fine. That's what I said it's this is what calculators are for. i don't have to put this on paper it's fine no i was just an add kid and i didn't want to
1: do it yep i mean fair enough or be like i was always the, i was always the kid who like did the math problem the way that i thought i was supposed to do it and then i would like i would follow instructions and i'd still get a wrong answer and then just get super frustrated
0: that you know that explains a lot about you i think because <laughs> that's like the element of you that comes out with your d d character, or I guess Dungeon World maybe now, question mark? I don't know.
1: Question mark, question
0: mark, question mark. That comes out. That's like, that's what Val does, so.
1: what <laughs> tries to do something the right way and then still makes a mistake and gets super frustrated.
0: Or like the way that he thinks that he has to do. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, there you go. That session you had to run around. Oh. Like destroying bones with torches because you I could... don't want to talk about that. I don't, I just wanted to use
1: my magic. I know. That's fine. Why do you, why do you think, I mean. Well, guess what? No more.
0: I mean, it's not like you can't fail, but at least when you fail, it'll be like interesting. Yeah. Rather than just like, sorry, you can't. Sorry, sorry,
1: you failed. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, dear listeners, this is episode 20 of our podcast, The Young Ones, where we don't talk about D&D. When we talk about teen superheroes. That's and that's a lie. We talk about them both. That's we talk about all especially last episode. Yeah, we really do. And it it was very pertinent last episode.
0: Yeah, to be fair, in last episode's defense, we are not the ones that brought that up. Yeah. Alex did that. You mean you mean Casey? No. Well Alex brought it up in the first place. Oh yeah. Because he was like a good dungeon master, blah 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 blah. But but
1: yeah, but he's not he wasn't he wasn't a good one. He was a very oh. bad one.
0: The bad one,
1: yeah, but I'm alive today on Wednesday, the ninth of May. Everyone should give me a round of applause, actually, yeah, I'm alive. you're alive, hmm and we're here to actually talk about not a comic book, you know who's also alive y- yes, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is also alive, yes, he was a Batman,
0: no, well, so was Batman,
1: so what? Well, yeah, I mean. He technically is still Batman,
0: as we as we learned,
1: as we learned, as we as you may know, and we're changing it up a little bit because we did finish the Runaways content.
0: Yeah, which if you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to, especially the finale. It's very good. Our good friend Casey Crook on Twitter came to visit us to talk about it. I had a lot of fun. The one thing that I think is really important about this show is that we talk about things that we like or topics that we enjoy in comics and comic adjacent things but nothing is sacred in terms of like we're not afraid to be like hey you know what i like this when i read it but nowadays like it has some problems that i didn't see when i was younger and like i think the runaways are definitely that you know now that i was rereading it there were things about it that i didn't recognize or didn't like think much of at the time mostly because i was also like blazing through it really quickly yeah so having a chance to go back and look at it
1: no different times and and different things but no it's it's really good to not be wholly negative but also bring up those things and then show everybody that it's okay to like things that maybe aren't great
0: yeah like you can you can criticize things and still like them yeah and in fact i think that's the healthiest way to enjoy media. Like, if I don't have something to say about something after I've watched or read or listened to it, then that, to me, shows that that wasn't that great. Like, if it's just, you know, there's nothing really to say about it, that means it's so mediocre that it didn't, like, give me any opinions about it.
1: Yeah. And that's not great. No.
0: I did did watch all of season one of Riverdale this past week because I was sick. And I quite enjoyed that it has some some subject matter in it, a lot of it, actually. But I, I enjoyed it on the whole. I'm not someone that's ever been into Archie comics. Same. But it re- reminded me a lot of the OC, but like mixed with like the Scooby gang. Okay. Like more of Scooby-Doo necessarily than like Buffy the Vampire Slayer fame. Although there's like notes of that too. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to do about like the people that the characters show to everyone else in their external life and their internal life in a really good way, and I appreciated that out of a teen drama that some people might just disregard for being as such, because that's a thing that I like.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I've never, I, I haven't watched, but I know a lot of people that like it.
0: I was really surprised by it, actually.
1: That's that's good. But we're not talking about comic books today. Mm-mm. Nope. We are, but we aren't. Mikey and I took a little bit of a trip down memory lane for the both of us, and we had some good, good watching time with Batman
0: Beyond. Yeah, which is, to be fair, we never said exclusively that this was going to be about teen superheroes and why we love them comic books correct so yes it's still within our purview yeah we're
1: changing the format a little bit so we're doing like kind of like a book club tv club
0: whatever you want to call it we're just gonna have like a (laughs) is tv club a thing i just made it up it's fine i am okay with you making it up i just if it's a thing someone please tell me av club no that's a website well it's also like the av club is like radio okay like it's like the school radio or like ham radio Okay, well,
1: TV Club, um, that's what I'm calling it. Okay. But, yeah, we are just going to talk informally kind of about some different stuff over the next couple of episodes. And when I say couple, I mean probably more than two. So, <laughs> um, I guess be prepared for that. We will get back to, like, standard coverage with, like, the next thing we want to pick up on. But we want to try and change the format up a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like an interlude while we find our next season in... You know, like think about that.
1: Yeah, there you go. You you guys don't you guys don't have to wait like six months for more episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so think about it like that. We're looking more like animation, just because like a lot of it we've already seen. But if you have like eighteen superhero animation or something. Like, we're being very fast and loose with this because why not? It's our show. Exactly. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Street Sharks, Magical Girls. Like, technically, all of those are teen superheroes in a way. So, yeah. Okay. um, I really (laughs) want to do Madoka, but I don't know if I can make you watch that um we shall see but yeah, there's a there's a lot of we have a lot of things that we are interested in talking about so yeah if you have something that you would like to see feel free to tell us either in yeah. the discord or on our twitter account
1: yeah or you can email us like elect or that like, you can you can send an electronic letter <laughs>
0: fucking four. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a- another thing. We watched Thor Ragnarok finally. We did I watch finally you watched it. You watched.
1: You watched it, and then I saw Infinity War, and then I sat in a few. Fug- I sat in a fugue state for like the next five hours afterward. I have not yet because I'm cursed. It's okay. All my free time is cursed. It's okay, Mikey. We did sit down and watch several episodes of Batman Beyond.
0: True. And... Starting with the very first two. Yeah, starting with the, like, what would you call it? Pilot episode? Would it have been a pilot episode? I don't think it's a pilot per se, but it's definitely... May- maybe. Maybe it was the pilot. It's hard to tell. I mean, it, it, they were going to have other
1: um, episodes after after that one. Yeah. Like, it's,
0: like, a lot of times in animation, we actually don't end up seeing the pilot episode. I mean, a lot of times in general, but especially in animation. Like, if you look at the Steven Universe... Pilot, it's so much different from the first. Oh yeah,
1: God, speaking of that. Uh, No, that's not a a different podcast.
0: Yeah, like I think a lot of times with pilot episodes, and if folks that are listening know better, please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But I think a lot of times with pilot episodes, it ends up being like the in-house people that do it, and then they might shop out the actual production to an external production studio. So, or, like, they get pilots from production studios who are, like, vying for the contract. Like, with the Deadpool kind of oh, yeah yeah like test animation that we saw. So, it works, like, a little bit differently, I think, than it does for live action.
1: Yeah, most definitely. But um, if you aren't familiar with Batman Beyond, which... I guess maybe you wouldn't be if you lived in a certain I don't know um the all the all the WB cartoons all the DC animated universe stuff like even though DC is not my preference and definitely not my wheelhouse I started probably watching the earliest superhero stuff I probably like ended up watching besides like the 90s Spider-Man cartoon which I lived by religiously um when I was a kid was probably the, the DCAU stuff.
0: Yeah, I never watched the X-Men cartoon, and I know people yeah, I are... didn't really either. I was scared of the intro when I was very young, and then when I got old enough where I wasn't scared of the intro anymore, and I was instead intrigued, it hit at a time where we were either eating lunch, or I had like whatever I was doing on Saturdays, which a lot of times was swim lessons, so I wasn't able to watch it like I was I remember watching the intro as I was being dragged out of the house. I did watch like a lot of Fantastic Four the early 90s Fantastic Four cartoon with my dad, but like that was super early morning and it was also not very good. Like the production quality on that was miserable. Bad?
1: Yeah, for me it was Saturday mornings. It was definitely the 90s spider-man cartoon mm-hmm. the 90s x-men cartoon except for i didn't really watch all i didn't watch that all that much it was definitely 90s spider-man for me that was like my thing yeah. and i don't know why um it was spider-man just, it and was batman the, man for me it, it, yeah it, sometimes the batman sometimes batman the animated series but definitely like animaniacs and freakazoid and in the brain like i watched all of that stuff on the wb every saturday morning yeah and I, like, at this weird time in which, like, what was this, 1999, Mikey?
0: When it first aired? Yeah. It was, yeah, the beginning of 1999.
1: Which was, like, also a transitional period for a lot of other shows on the WB. because It was a transitional
0: period for a lot of things.
1: Yeah, because for, like, the the 90s Spider-Man cartoon ended, and then it turned into, um, like, Oh my God! What was it called? Was it? Uh, it might have been Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm,
0: I don't think Ultimate Spider-Man was yet because uh, Bendis hadn't written Ultimate. Spider Oh no, thank you. That's true.
1: It Spider-Man, was Spider-Man, Spider-Man, uh, oops, Spider-Man Unlimited. It was Spider-Man yeah, yeah. Unlimited. It was Spider-Man Unlimited. Well, and then and they was, did the
0: animated take on Peter David's like the Spider-Man 2099 or whatever. That's what I was thinking of. Well,
1: that was Spider-Man. Thing too.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man Unlimited was that might have been the same thing
1: i don't know i don't know but all they know is that one was kind of weird and in space and weird and on different an alternate <laughs> earth and I, it yeah, was weird i
0: looked it up spider-man fights to free an alternate earth from an evil ruler known as the high evolutionary yep and now yeah. that makes so I much more sense I to me Watched that at all now that makes
1: so much more sense to me now that i know yeah. a bunch of comic book garbage it,
0: it aired it started airing at the tail end of 1999. It did not yep. last very long. Nope. <laughs> it wasn't great. Um, But
1: the same can't be said for what, ha- what came after Batman the Animated Series. Oh, uh,
0: they never aired Spider-Man 2099. It was in development in 1999. That's
1: hilarious. But it was
0: shelved in favor of Spider-Man Unlimited. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry. I think the like episodes that they did produce got put up on Netflix or something at some point, which is why I remember it. How weird. They did the same with the Bendis Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon that didn't air very much in which Mary Jane was voiced by Lisa Loeb, which is like the most early 2000s thing ever possible. I mean, yeah. But
1: 1998,
0: 1999, 2000 was a really interesting era of media because it's like the Y2K era like where like cyberpunk Started oh, yeah. being coming a thing like it had already been a thing in like role playing games and movies because of like Dark City and The Matrix, but it was starting to like percolate into other media. And then you also had things video the like metal and like industrial era of music, where you had like Nine Inch Nails and Fear Factory and Pitch Shifter and all those like edgy sounds before we started getting into like new metal. And then you had like Metal Gear Solid and Thief and System Shock 2 and all these kind of like, like hardcore, like dark, industrial, gritty, like, but not gritty in like the sense that we would think of like stuff being gritty today. But like, like dark and you had like, you know, like Nine Inch Nails style industrial or like trip hop going on in the background. Right. It was a lot of very grit punk games almost that that was all
1: happening like at the same time it was and it kind of bred the environment for
0: batman beyond yeah no it was something that was very much of its era in a lot of different ways
1: yeah but you know
0: it's kind of weird how like all that happened at the same time it it was a confluence i mean yeah it just i think shaped it was like oh sorry what were you gonna say
1: no it just shaped a bunch of different stuff
0: yeah like. And I- I think it was, like, anxieties about, like, the internet and about technology and about, like, the new millennium. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, all kind of coming together, too. Yeah, no, no doubt. A lot of anxieties, which have been borne out as the years have gone on. on yeah, let's, um, this current we don't want to live in Metal Gear Solid's
1: timeline. No. Um, we don't want to talk about the war economy. Um, mm-hmm.
0: But I don't think we Gotham We don't want to City... live in Batman Beyond's no I'm, what was I'm it really tw- was it 2014
1: what was the year what's the year 2039 hey, 2039 2014 um, yeah i'm thinking about the bad t- yeah i'm thinking about the mgs timeline no
0: 2034 the, uh 2019 is when bruce retired which we'll get uh, into okay. in a second yeah i'm looking at okay. the i have the like episode summaries in front of me so i'm cheating in okay. a okay right. no, that's okay
1: We did. We just kind of informally watched it, like, Mm because we'd seen it before. I really enjoy Batman Beyond as a cartoon. Yeah. As a, I think it's executed, like, very, very well, especially after the popularity and how fondly people remember Batman the Animated Series. I feel like a lot of people might write this off, but everyone else I've talked to...
0: It held up so well, though. It holds up so well, like in every way oh my god like it is just it's to the point where i started talking about it in other discords and people started like being like yeah that was so good like i remember that we need to rewatch that like i forget about it like it was something that i forgot about for a while like i forgot that i'd watched it and that it had been so important to me and then i like thought about it again Like at some point, like when I was online, like looking for things on like mega upload or something, (laughs) and I saw like all of Batman Beyond, I'm like, oh, my God, that was such a good show. How could I like forget about this show? And then I went back and rewatched it. And then I watched uh, Return of the Joker, the unrated version. Oh, man, because I'd never gotten to see that before. It was just That's on Netflix. Rough stuff. Like I made it's sure that stuff. the unrated version was on Netflix, and it was. Um, and so I watched that. Like after rewatching everything, man. Uh, and yeah, I have some thoughts on that. We didn't rewatch that movie, but I have some thoughts on that too. So, but yeah, we
1: just kind of like pulled it a diff- couple different episodes. Um, like we the watched best ones
0: our favorites. Yeah, the the
1: ones that we really remembered and the ones that we liked. Um, obviously the first the first episode, which is a two parter clearly mm-hmm. and if you don't know about batman beyond it's basically yeah, the ex the it. exploits of terry mcginnis who is a teenager in like they don't call it New 2039. Gotham, j- in 2039 in yeah, 2039 it's just gotham it's just gotham still bruce wayne has gotten old and he has vanished well bruce wayne has not vanished but batman vanished there is a yeah. long apparently from 2019 to 2039 uh and in a very long time without Batman, where mm-hmm. crime has apparently just run rampant again in Gotham.
0: Yeah, to the point where There's like no... we we see like um, Barbara Gordon like trying to hold the peace, but yeah, as she's as really peace commissioner. The only yeah, she's really like the only not corrupt element of Gotham. So yeah, and. Like we see, corporations have
1: basically taken over most of the city in regards to, like, as Mikey mentioned, like cyberpunk, like how, yeah. how all that works, and
0: um, so like, the, actually probably the coolest thing about so the first episode is called Rebirth Part One, so it's a part one and part two, and we start like in Media Res with Batman fighting um, these people that have kidnapped this woman in a warehouse. And we kind of like, so we see like Gotham as it was, and that's where we start, which is like such a strong start to this series. It it really stands out. And then, you know, we see him fight and he goes to like free this woman that's tied up. And as he goes to free her, he, like, his hands start shaking, and his vision starts going blurry, and he, like, starts to have a heart attack. And as he does this, someone sneaks up behind him and, like, hits him on the head and, like, goes to knock him out. And so then, like, he's left with, like, the only way to maybe fight this guy off is, like, he reaches around him because he's, like, totally out of resources or not thinking straight. Yeah. and He He pulls a gun. Yeah, he finds a gun on the ground and grabs it and holds it up to the guy's head. And the guy, like, freaks out and runs away. And we see Bruce, like, throw it to the... Like, he, like, stands there for a second And like looks at it like disgustedly, and like throws it away, and then like runs off scared, and like just leaves the woman there. Yeah. And then we see like the police cars pull up and everything, and it's such like it's such a big like start. Let me cut back to the let me cut back to the
1: Batcave where he basically just puts his suit away.
0: Yeah, and then we get like a twenty years later, and then we pan so we pan from like gotham as it was to gotham as it is now and we see like all these like gotham has always been this kind of like noir um you know sky rises like that start glistening in the in the you know firmament in the sky and then like down deep to the darkness below and that's one thing that i really like about the dc like why i one of the reasons that the dcau is so evocative to me is because it's, like, one of the only, like, those shows are some of the only, like, Batman shows that have gotten, like, they don't feel empty. You're just very high up. Like, things still happen at street level, but that's, like, down in the shadows and what, like, Mm -hmm. lets kind of this difference of lives. Like, the people that live high up can ignore what happens down low. And... That is like even more intensified in this 2039 Gotham because we have these like megacorps with like ambiguously like Asian and like you know outside of Gotham, but also inside um and you know, kind of like this Blade Runner-esque city, but like it's still very definably Gotham. It does mm-hmm. still have that like Orientalist, like we see a lot of Like Japanese and Korean and Chinese inspired like signage, but like we don't necessarily feel that in the world. But and you know like that is something I don't don't like about like cyberpunk trappings in general. But at least here, like it feels more like this is a Gotham that's become like more globalized, not necessarily like it's just trapping. Like this is a Gotham that's become like almost despite itself, like a business
1: yeah um and that's of, what we like, see center. of it yeah. like that is that is like a we main start central with, like, part like, of
0: powers. this
1: wayne mm-hmm. powers wayne power was is... it wayne powers enterprises i know what the name of the so, company yeah. is yeah i believe so
0: um because yeah. we like pan to this like sky metro car and we have like this hologram tv man talking about like um, Derek Powers of Wayne Powers Enterprises as our hero Terry McGinnis gets on the subway and Tracer is also there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, a character that looks like just like Tracer
1: from Overwatch. Um, so funny, yeah. I laugh. And ter- yeah, Terry gets on the bus and not the bus, but the train. And yeah, it's uh, like a bus
0: train sky it's like a, bus train. It's situation. Like a monorail,
1: it's like something feature yeah. yeah, and uh the joker gang is there right Yep. or just one member of the joker gang yeah
0: just a joker
1: just a joker yes
0: i think i think eventually like maybe one more shows up but like it's primarily this one dude because that's the guy that like terry like starts to beat the shit out of
1: yeah like he starts terrorizing a like a woman on the on the train
0: because he thought it was like a guy at school or something yeah reminded him of a guy at school
1: and terry's got a temper so fine he does um, yeah. Because then but... he,
0: like, goes to start, like, it cuts to, like, him wrestling this dude at school. Yeah. And the it's one really I good. Like, yeah, the one thing I like a lot about Batman Beyond 2, other than, like, the aesthetic and, like, making everything futuristic while still feeling, like, definably Gotham. And having, like, it has, like, a unified aesthetic, like, the clothes, the vehicles, the buildings, the people, like, the signage, the, like the restaurants and shops and stuff that we see like all have a very cohesive vision uh which is funny cuz then we saw Metropolis like an episode later and that was not the case with that no um but Gotham is like so well designed and i think it really has to do with like like i i know some of his art gets a little like how do you say like horny at times but i do really like <laughs> Bruce Timm's like I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like the dude, his yeah, non DC work is like a pinup artist, right? Yeah. Um, but like I think he and whoever else worked on like the setting up the like lore and a- aesthetic for the show like did a bang up job because it's just like everything feels cohesive and it's like it makes the design simpler and easier to read and draw in a way that doesn't feel like oversimplified like it makes sense that everyone has these kind of like weird future clothes that kind of have no distinguishing features right um the other thing is like we see a lot more of gotham actually because terry has a life like we see gotham at day and sunrise and sunset and we see schools and shops because like Unlike Bruce, Terry has friends, and he goes out and does things, which Bruce never did. Yeah, I mean, he'd go Terry's to like galas a- But Terry's
1: got a friend. Terry's got is Dana. Is he and Dana dating? No, not at this point. They're still yeah. friends yet. He's got. Yeah, he's got a friend. Her, his friend Dana, and he hang and like she keeps him in line and like stops him from trying to get into trouble, even though he does it anyway. Um, <laughs> he, you know, yeah, she tries to
0: keep him on the straight and narrow, and he's got a family.
1: Yeah, he's got a family. He he lives with his dad with his little brother and his parents are divorced. Mhm. Which we don't really ever see that much of that on TV.
0: Yeah. Especially not, not in cartoons. this time. Yeah, yeah. not in cartoons.
1: Yeah, and Terry doesn't get along with his dad because No, they Terry is like just, a lot. Terry is just a hot-headed teenager. Yep. Who makes some good Who does make some good points, but
0: Yeah. But uh he so at one point, like he comes home because he's gotten in like trouble at school, and his dad wants to like dress him down about it and like tell him that he's grounded. Um, but Terry basically tells him to shove off. Yeah,
1: because like he basically tells him that like like he won't ever stand up for himself, and he's just you know he's just trying to like make nice you know, with his
0: boss, who is make, Derek Power. Yeah, exactly.
1: Who yeah, who is Derek Power, and who is there's obviously something shady going on.
0: Yeah. So Terry, like, dishes and gets really mad and runs away. And his dad is just kind of, like, left to peruse this, like, d- data disk that he's gotten from work. work? Yeah. Over a lab accident that's happened because his, also his, like, shady friend that looks like, he looks like a mouse of a man. Like, he's, like, perpetually distressed. Yeah. Like, comes to him and, like, actually, he gives that to him and it's, like, his arm has these weird swatches on it. And it's like, what's up with that? And he's like, <laughs> you gotta help me. Like, you're the only one that I can tell and that I can trust. And so, Harry's dad, like, you know, has taken this home and he starts, like, looking over it. And then uh, an assassin, like, rolls up to the house, basically. And.
1: Well, it's the Joker Gang, or it's his frame to make it look like the Joker Gang. Well,
0: right. But we see that it's an assassin.
1: So, yeah, we see it's an assassin.
0: But then you know so terry's out and i forget what his impetus to come home is he gets told like his mom his mom calls him right and so he like rushes home and she's just standing there like sad and it's got you know the house this apartment has like spray paint all over it and you know then it kind of like he runs into the room and we don't see what happens in there but he like screams and then we like pan out Yeah, yeah. it's funny when you go and like watch stuff that's like this Y2K future and you see like what they thought the future would be because everything has like physical buttons and there's like mini discs. Oh God, so many mini discs. Like it's funny because that was such a thing at this point in time. Yeah. I feel like the show is like low key like 2000s lore (laughs) because we talk about it. So if you if you don't remember, CD-ROMs and like CDs and CD players were like the big thing because this was before MP3 players had really taken off. But after like magnetic tapes were kind of on the out, like DVDs were just starting to become a thing. And the big hot item that they would put in, they started to put in cereal boxes was like mini discs, like CD-ROMs that were like smaller. There wasn't really anything special to them. Other than the fact that like they contain less data because they were smaller, but it was cool. Like so they had I think we talked about hit clips at some point before we did talk about hit clips. So hit clips were a thing. I guess hit clips were like a cartridge, but I know that there were other small like portable like media players that would have a little disc that you could shove into them or like that's the way you would get like yeah. promotional stuff from like music or like game studios they'd put like the demo on a mini disc and stick on that a in a box and, of Lucky and Charms. like give it and then give it to you yeah i have a whole like cuz they did like a collect them all of like Carmen San Diego Oregon Trail Amazon Trail and like a bunch of those other ones we had so many of those because we bought cereal <laughs> video hey
1: cereal's delicious and it's true i i i sponsor any cereal based entertainment
0: amazon trail is also very bad for a lot of different reasons it Uh, is oh you think yeah it is not as good as amazon trail and then has a lot of other extremely questionable shit in it like yeah oregon trail does anyway but amazon trail is even worse
1: yeah i still play the shit out of it
0: yeah well i mean I tried. Our copy was bugged. Like, the CD got scratched in the envelope. Oh, my
1: God. Wow. Good good job. Anyway, that's a slight history lesson. But, like, everything's on mini-discs. Like, literally everything in this cartoon.
0: Yeah, there's no, like, USB sticks or nothing. No, everything's on a mini-disc. So Terry finds the disc, like, in his dad's computer, like, when he breaks into the crime scene, I think?
1: Yes, but this was after... What we didn't mention is that at school, Terry almost gets into a fight with the kid who, like, he believes is part of the Jokers.
0: Well, yeah, that's why he got grounded. I mentioned
1: that. Yeah, but the Jokers show up, and Terry takes off after them on one of their bikes. Oh, yeah. Remember this? Because this is the impetus for... Because Terry takes off after them, and um, they chase him all the way back into, like, the back end of Gotham. Where oh yeah, because he, he skipped old, out. He skipped, yeah, scary old Wayne Manor is right.
0: He's no, so he skipped out to go to a nightclub with Dana. Like, yes, that's what he. His dad tried to tell him that he was grounded. Yes, and he's like, "No, fuck you, dad." I think he actually said like, "Shove off" or something. So he left and he went to this nightclub and met up with Dana. And then the like, we see that guy that he thought was part of the Joker's like get roughed up by the Jokers. So clearly, he's not a Joker, and just yeah, Harry has issues. Um, but, like, Terry tries to do, like, a cool backflip, and, like, he steals their motorcycle and, like, drives away on the future freeway and ends up at Wayne Manor.
1: Yeah, with the Jokers behind him, Mm -hmm. and then Bruce Wayne is there, and the Jokers threaten to do something to him, him, but, of course, he's actually Batman, so he just beats the shit out of them. With the cane. Yeah, and I think at that point... I'm not sure if that moment Terry knows he's Batman, but he absolutely does when he actually's. No, because Bruce almost starts to have a heart attack and he goes yeah. inside his house. Yeah, and cuz Bruce gets his uh, Terry gets his medicine for him. Yes, that's correct. Yeah,
0: and yeah, and then he sees the bat in the clock after Bruce Wayne falls asleep and goes down in the bat cave. And then Bruce like is like, "What are you doing down here? Get out of my house." And then like kind of kicks him out. And I yeah. think that's when he gets the call from his mom.
1: You got it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We watched this and then we didn't. <laughs> we took some notes, but I, we didn't yeah. take a lot of them because it was just kind of freeform. So,
0: yeah. The thing I did take a lot of notes on and the thing that is really good about this show. So I, it was also like a late 90s thing was like inventing your own dialogue. Also very much a cyberpunk thing. You if mean dialect, played. not dialogue? Well, well, yeah, like slang. Yeah. Um, colloquialisms
1: it, if you will yeah
0: yeah it was very much a like punk like a cyberpunk and like steam like grime punk because steampunk is like another thing it's not even a thing right now yet i don't really yeah, No, it no um, it was not but you know so they have their own dialect uh and and slang that they've developed so i'm gonna read a rough list that i started taking uh you have slagged, shway, mm-hmm. dreg, freak job. Okay, so i I guess I'll like slagged is like a verb, like get slagged. Yeah. Um or, I like that one. Yeah, it's really good. Uh shway means awesome. Dreg is like basically like a kind of a um like a shitty person or like yeah. a boring person. Um freak job. Is what you would call someone that's like weird, or like scary weird, especially, um, yeah. whacked out, which I don't actually think needs explanation. A uh, spizfit, which is like freak <laughs> out. Um, twip, which is like a twerp, basically. Yeah. Um, there's another one that we had: stinking scaredo norm, scaredo stiffs, um, <laughs> which is like what you. T- the stinking scaredo <laughs> norm was like telling someone off for being too normal um and a scaredo stiff is i think those were like cops like scared cops yeah that was happening during the splicers episode yeah but i wanted to make them all in a list um yeah it's very good and it never feels like there's some things where you have like dialect and um I keep like forget I keep stumbling over the words. I'm sorry. Like when you have um slang that it feels like awkward and manufactured mm-hmm. but like it fits very well in this show. Even like though some of it is a little bit silly because it's a cartoon, I think it works. Um and it's it's very like within the aesthetic as well. Um the music is also super cool. So like oh god, the music is so good. It's so good. The intro if you watch nothing else of Batman Beyond, please watch the intro because the intro is like defines the aesthetic for the show in such a good way. It's like you have the industrial background and you have like crime, corruption, like surveillance and like kind of all of the defining things that Bat that this Batman is fighting against as as we'll find out. When, when we find out who Batman is. The other thing is, I think a lot of things that people call cyberpunk actually aren't cyberpunk. Yeah. Because they're not, like, about a punk. Like, they're not punk. Yeah. Terry is. Terry is a punk. Batman is a cop. Terry is a punk. Because he and Bruce Wayne do not see eye to eye, like, ever. No, and Terry steals
1: the Batman costume.
0: Yeah. Terry steals the Batman costume after... He finds out that his dad is murdered, like, the very next day. I think he skips school to go steal the Batman costume. He does, and he goes... Well, no, he doesn't plan to steal it. Oh, yeah, he has Dana take him to Wayne Manor, because she has a car, and he doesn't. And he gives her a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, and he tells
1: Bruce about what happened, and Bruce is like... And tries to give him the disc. Yeah, like, all right, I don't care,
0: basically. Yeah, he's basically like, whatever the world sucks could deal with, it. with and it exactly terry gets really mad because he's like aren't you gonna do anything old man and then this is like leave right now oh he has one of those
1: good moments where he's like you you're not batman like oh yeah
0: that's yeah, right yeah he's
1: got one of those good <laughs> you're moments. just like a
0: shitty old like mean old man like yeah. living on i forget what his exact line is but it's really good He cuts, as you put it, right in the Bruce Wayne feels. I have that as a quote that you said.
1: (laughs) It's true. Because he does. He tells them that he's not Batman. Like, the way he is now. Which is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. And he makes like he's, like, gonna leave. And he maybe even does. But definitely comes back to steal the future Batman suit. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, this Batman suit, this outfit, this costume... It's so, so well-designed. Fucking
0: good. And it's funny because, again, it's, like, really simple. So it works well for TV and for cartoon especially. But it's very clean lines. Like, elongated the, like, bat, like, pointer things. Like, it's the much, ears. It's
1: much more... Like, it, sharp. It, 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 like, it's much more evocative of a bat than the original costume.
0: Yeah, it's also... It's got like majority black with like very sharp like light gray like cheek lines when he like is in profile um and elongated ears. It's got like a wingsuit type feel to it with, with like red, yeah. yeah, with red like silhouetting and it's just got like a very simple like mechanical looking belt for which the buckle is like a gay is like a wheel that lets him. Choose different functions. It's it's mm-hmm. super 1998, but like in a very uh, like 1999 in like a very good way. Um, and so much so that the design was so good and so evocative that when they actually much much later made Batman Beyond comics for the first time as part of I believe the first one was in New Fifty Two. I can't remember. I I own think it. you're right. No, I think um, you're right. I, that was like one of the things that I was excited about New Fifty Two. For shame on me, I guess. Yeah. Um, New Fifty Two, if you're not aware, is very bad, and it has all been retconned. It was so bad um, when DC tried to relaunch their entire universe. Anyway, um, but the the design was still used in comics, and is still used in like a slightly modified fashion now, in the Batman yeah. Beyond comics today. Um, which are still coming out and which seem to still be pretty good. There was something when I was looking it up, there was a big like spoiler that just happened. Charlie and I both thought were really cool, but we're not going to talk more about yet.
1: No, we won't spoil. The only comics I'm spoiling are New Mutants Dead <laughs> comics. No, um, well, you didn't even really spoil it, to be honest. No, I didn't. Um, it's fine. Read it. It's great. Anyway, um, yeah it's it's just such it's just so good and it's got like a bunch of futuristic like things that it can do and it has
0: like electronic like batterings yeah, which are really cool and it can go stealth mode and it has like... like like these like claws that expand out of like the sides of his arms that he can mm-hmm. use to like fight people with. And the best part is because it's so simple, like you just assume like they could put new things and new features in it without having to change the silhouette tremendously. It was just like, oh, yeah, obviously this had this thing inside of it all along. Yeah. And and Terry,
1: you know, what was on that disc is basically... Derek Powers of of Wayne Powers Industries, who obviously holds more power than Bruce Wayne does, because Bruce Wayne has been a hermit.
0: Yeah, he also, like, almost bought Bruce out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like, Bruce has a minority share at this point.
1: Yeah, has been attempting to create a bioweapon that he's been testing on random employees, and that's why that guy was super sick when he was talking to Terry's dad. Yep. And... Basically, is planning to, like, release this bioweapon. It's
0: basically like, um, he compares it to, like, sarin nerve gas. But it basically liquefies, liquefies someone. Sur- yeah, it'll liquefy you. Like, it destroys biomatter, is what they describe it as. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not great. It's bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, and once Terry is, like, trying to get information and, like, trying to stop this and bruce realizes he's taken the suit there is like a moment where like bruce turns the suit off or like makes it so like terry can't move and terry's like surrounded
0: terry okay well i think we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit we are a little bit so he goes and tries to steal the suit i don't think he does at this point actually he comes back later he leaves and then right after he leaves He goes on, like, he starts to go home and he basically gets ambushed by Derek Towers who is at his house in a limo. That's right. And Derek's just like, let's go on a little drive, shall we? Which is totally suspicious. It's the most evil villain thing to do. And he has this steampunk looking guy that's got, like, (laughs) a pirate coat and, like, a weird future eye patch. And a bald head. What was his name? Mike. He had like like short dreadlocks. Oh god, what was his name? Mr. Fix, the steampunk Mr. assassin. Fix. I wrote yes. it down. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like like he's doing a steampunk cosplay, but with like short braids as well, like cornrows And so they're just hanging out in Derek Powers' limo. And Derek Powers is basically like, is there anything you would like to tell me, Terry? And Terry's like, well, nope. <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about my dad's dead that's yeah w- weird and bad yeah it's bad it's not great um and Derek powers is just like hmm quite and <laughs> basically like drop like they go for a drive and is like okay if you don't want to tell me anything and like goes to drop terry back at home and then sends mr fix after him and yeah. so they have like a big scuffle and terry like takes a again, steals a car because that's, like, a going thing. (laughs) Something that Terry does? Yeah. And, like, goes and, like, he falls down the, like, freeway or whatever, and like, the disc falls out of his boot, and Mr. Fix gets it back, and, like, Terry runs away, and I think that's when he steals the suit.
1: That's when he goes and steals the suit because he has to get it back. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. And he can't, like, let it Stand. Yeah. So then, when we see him next, like he goes to infiltrate the warehouse where this stuff is being stored because Derek Powers is about to make a deal with the like prime minister of some foreign mm. Eastern country. Bloc country. In, yeah. Like it's it's not a real country that exists, but they define it as being on the Eastern Bloc, which is there's a whole thing there that's a lot yeah that's a lot to deal with you know i'm not gonna i mean i'm not gonna examine that in greater depth because i'll leave you to your own thoughts on whether that's appropriate but Derek powers is like trying to show this guy apparently he's had these people on his border that have been like trying to invade and like have been sieging it I don't know how you siege things in the future, but whatever. There's a lot of questionable warfare tactics.
1: Uh, Yeah, maybe this place is also, maybe the place that they're talking about is also, like,
0: Metropolis, which is still, is not in the future for some reason. Well, it's, it's like, in the future, but, like, money, there's definitely, like, a strong economic disparity in this world. Yes. There's definitely, like, the haves and the have-nots and, like, you know, like, people can have this future tech, but it's not inexpensive. It's, in fact, very expensive and, like, leaves, doesn't leave a lot of, like, social safety net or, you know, money left over for countries and worlds and stuff. Um, Which is, like, again, like, something they only briefly touch on, but it's something that, like, even I, as a kid, like, got. And it defines a big part of this world, so. Yeah, for sure. it's It's definitely there for a reason. Like, To the point where at one point, like, Terry goes up against, like, the NSA. (laughs) Yeah, basically. It's like, this show goes some places, man. So anyway, so he goes to steal this, you know, he goes to break into this warehouse. And he's sneaking around. And Bruce chimes in on the frequency. And he's like, you stole the suit. You need to get out of there. Like, you need to bring me the suit back. You need to come back here. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to shut it down. And Terry's like, fuck you, basically. Yeah, it is like not mentioning the fact that he's like fighting people off at the time. Yeah,
1: no, not at all. And so Bruce shuts the suit down.
0: Yeah, so Terry's like, you're going to get me killed because he has like three people just beating the shit out of him and more like start coming. Yeah. And Bruce is just sitting there at his computer with his hand-steepled like watching waiting because of course like he still has the bat computer which has seen a little bit of electronic upgrade since the last time we've seen it so even though bruce hasn't been batman i guess he's probably still been monitoring things which is like the most bruce thing to do which is what's the what's the fucking point like come on He just sits there and, like, I guess if something bad happens, I'll let someone know. No? Yeah. All right. Sure. That's been working out. Yeah. It has it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But Bruce turns the suit on at the last second before Terry's about to get his fucking clock cleaned. And uh, then he kicks some ass, but ends up going back to Wayne Manor.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I don't have a lot more about this episode other than, like, he does eventually, like, take Derek Powers out. And Terry becomes Batman. And we do see, though, that Derek Powers kind of is defeated eventually by his own, like... By his own hubris. Yeah. (laughs) Like, basically. His hubris and also his bioweapon. Oh, the
1: bioweapon. Yeah.
0: Because he gets, like, a bunch of the stuff poured on him, I think. Yeah. Because the stuff that he was going to sell to this guy like the containers end up breaking and spilling out and i think there's like he gets like electrocuted or something like that and so it's a bad combo it's a bad combo um because the other thing is that they kind of played off at some point in this two parter was that the effects normally take like a certain amount of time but they can be intensified via radiation Mhm. So, you know, they kind of like bury that lead until the final battle at which point, you know, like it's like, "Oh, he's dead," right? Like surely he's dead. He is not dead. But he's not because we cut at the very end of the episode and they're like, "Sir, we've managed to stabilize your condition, but uh" and Derek Powers like grabs the scientist by the like his collar and is like, "What do you mean but uh" And they're like, sir, and they like cut the lights and turn on the like black light or something. I don't know yeah. exactly what they do, but he's glowy. He's glowy green.
1: He's glowing green, and the only thing you can see inside is a skeleton. So he's like Glob Herman, but not.
0: Yeah, it's bad. Looks
1: really cool, though.
0: It looks fucking cool. It's like a bl- a gr- like a neon toxic green, but like his skeleton is like black.
1: Yeah, and his eyes it looks- are black.
0: It looks really cool. It's rad. I definitely recommend. Like, I I just can't recommend like watching this show enough. I know describing the visuals, it's so difficult to do. Um, it's like because that's like one of like
1: like Terry's like nemesis, basically. Yeah, like that's,
0: that's the big bad of the first season.
1: That's the big bad of the first season, but it doesn't stop there. Like, because yeah, he never there like so how many... do you kill
0: a nuclear man? You don't. Yeah,
1: there's. There's so many other cool villains, too. Like, yeah, it's just like some of the premises of the show. Like we watched the first two part, like the two part of the intro. And I think we're all we're going to like talk in depth about. But we also watched the like the second, the third episode. Yeah, the I third think.
0: episode, which is Blackout, uh, where he faces off against Ink, who's kind of positioned as like the Catwoman for this show. But the interesting thing is, because Terry has his own life. Um, this cat, like, she's not, like, she's got, definitely got a sex appeal to her. Ink is a, like, shape-shifting goo lady, mercenary. Yep. Who, is, who starts sabotaging, um, Tekka, which is, like, this, um, you know, this vague cybercorp place. Yeah. But she's also, like, more middle-aged and, like, has a teenage d- a daughter that's, like, almost Terry's age. So, like, they have this chemistry, but it's a chemistry of, like, rivals it's not like the same way as Bruce and Catwoman have and I think it's better for it actually because then it makes the brief instances where Terry does get kind of like allured by one of the villains like stand out like there's a part at which once he and Dana start dating we didn't watch this episode but there's a part at which he and Dana start dating or um like take a break they have a fight and then he meets this girl melody who is part of the king james gang who is a gang that fly on hell uh hover hovering uh playing cards and they're themed after a card deck and like the face cards that's right so like they have a whole time so that's like a whole like romeo and juliet story so that becomes like one of terry's A thing that he has to deal with and a complication in his life is like he loves Dana, but, you know, this girl Melody like keeps popping up into his life. But it's more interesting, I think, than Bruce's narrative of like basically dating every woman on the show. Yeah. Which Bruce even is still pushing here because... So Commissioner Gordon, because Barbara Gordon stops being Batgirl in this universe, uh, but eventually becomes commissioner, is married to a man named Sam, who's the district attorney. And they are positioned as the only not corrupt parts of this world, which it's interesting because here, like the cops, the police are actually like very ineffectual. They because at least in Gotham. They're trying to keep these corporations on the straight and narrow, and they're always playing a losing game. Yeah, they can't. They can't win. Yeah, they don't have any institutional power anymore, which I think is interesting. And why, in this particular instance, I think this still works as cyberpunk because the, like, unlike in like Shadowrun, where you have the cops as being basically another megacorp or being paid off by the megacorps or you know private security, like these are like the last honest people in Gotham that are like fighting like punching above their weight to try to keep all this injustice in line which is interesting especially since that's definitely not what the current world we're living in
1: yeah but we did like i said we watched a couple of episodes throughout yeah terry's road gallery as batman is just so good i'd say it almost
0: rivals like original batman or even spider-man I agree. No. Like Spider-Man has a really good rogues gallery and I think Terry's is like very similar. And like if you think about like the kinds of shows it had to play against, like it like it makes sense. That makes sense. Oh makes sense a hundred percent. Yeah, there are so there are some episodes that aren't as good. I do like that like the future sport that they play at Terry's school is like High Lie, but it's like High Lie by way of Tron. <laughs> yeah. It's future Hi-Li. Like, they're in, like, this, like, anti-grav, like, cage. <laughs> and it's it's a lot. Also, they predicted, like, live streaming um, because we didn't mention it, but Bruce Wayne has a dog. Yes. His name is Ace. Ace the Bat-Dog. He's extremely good. He's, like, a black, like, all black. He's a Doberman. Yeah. Yeah. But he's all black, which is just a very good look in general. But Ace got his life as a fighting dog. And Bruce rescued him when he was still Batman. Or actually, no, he wasn't even Batman. He was old man. No, they live streamed these dog fights. Yeah, they like have, they had like basically a live streaming like gambling service, which that is like. That is so not far from where we are now. It's scary. It actually, I was like, what? (laughs) I don't remember this. Like some of it was very prescient. And it was funny because like, cops came in to break up this dog fighting ring and it was like today's live stream has been delayed <laughs> due to unforeseen technical difficulties. Oh my god. which was very good. The monster of the week format works so well for this show because the villains are so different and dynamic and the rogues gallery is so diverse. And they're so creepy like the whole episode where like splicing your DNA with animals is like
1: a trend.
0: Yeah, splicers. Which
1: is also very funny.
0: Yeah, Ice T was in that episode.
1: He was.
0: And also Richard Termain from Twin Peaks. There were so many like actors that were voicing villains from Twin Peaks, which is very funny. Ace also saves Terry's life in this one. He becomes a werebat with DNA. That's how DNA works. Yeah. You just put it you just put it in. Yeah, um there was also so in, in the Ink episode, like Derek Powers is the one that hires Ink. And he goes, I have a condition. I hope you'll be discreet. (laughs) Which was a very... Like, there's lots of very good villain one-liners in this show, too. Uh, Yes, there is. And, like, Chimera. Chimera.
1: They keep calling Chimera Chimera. I don't know why. I don't know why.
0: They renamed it for, like, the copyright reasons for this company. Because there's Chimera Industries. But then... This guy keeps saying, like, Richard Tremaine from Twin Peaks keeps saying Chimera. <laughs> oh, that one had the body horror at the end that I didn't remember. Yeah. it. it, oh. it, it, it they basically summon, like, or, like, Terry, in order to, like, take this guy down, just starts, he runs out of, like, anti-splice goo that Bruce had cooked him up, so he just shoots this guy full of, like, random vials of... Animal, animal DNA. DNA, so he turns into like an eldritch horror, and it's really gross. It's really gross. Like I'm it's not someone really that's bothered by that, but it is. It is a lot. Yeah, it is really
1: gross. And then we we spent some time with, uh, with a shriek.
0: shriek. Yeah, who is a sound a sound engineer turned supervillain who is like in academia, and then had his like own little like private company that Derek Powers bought out. He sounds like the narrator from Test Track, but he's played by Hank from Twin Peaks. He also looks <laughs> extremely tired. He has super dark circles under super, his eyes. Super,
1: super tired, like uh, like fucking Eraserhead <laughs> from Pocono B- B- Hero Academy style. Yeah,
0: no, he super does. You're right. All I have on that one is, Bruce, you realize that this theater literally only matters to you, right? Because Derek Powers is like trying to bribe the city council to tear down the theater where his mom and dad were murdered yeah and so he's like terry Derek powers only cares about one thing like he wants to use the city money to do all these bad things and i'm like you know technically by trying to save this like terry's like why do we care about this place it's old and I kind of have to side with Terry there.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to feel something about that, but I'm just like... It never quite gets there. Ter- Terry's totally right. Terry is usually right.
0: Yeah, like Bruce is like holding on to something. Like again, Terry is... He's kind of an equalizing force because like Bruce is like too extra. And then Terry's like, you need to chill. Like no one else gives a shit.
1: Yeah, like I know what you're trying to do here. Yeah. But let listen...
0: And then, so Terry and that one like dresses up and pretends to be a pizza delivery boy with a very silly <laughs> hat. <laughs> and he has this bad, like, Hey, Boston! Like, but also New York City. He's like, hey, City. I got a pizza for you.
1: Yeah, and then he's like, you didn't order this pizza? Well, let's go inside your secret <laughs> lab so we can have
0: a conversation <laughs> about your stuff over pizza. He's like, it's a free pizza. We can talk and make friends. And I'm totally a pizza guy. Yeah, Shariva's like, I mean, sure, I guess. So, so they walk. in He does give a whole lot of information
1: over the pizza. Yeah, he,
0: he just is excited <laughs> to talk to someone about his work. But it's also extremely a supervillain because then like Terry starts asking too many questions and starts nerding out because as we learn, like Terry might not necessarily be good at school, but he is super duper smart. Hmm. And also like that plays into like tech is just normal for kids these days. Like everybody just has it. Like, of course, he's going to notice like a bidirectional like wireless microphone and know that like tech schematics of it. And so like as he's like asking too many questions and like just going off on this about this thing, Shreve like opens this like secret panel in his desk and pulls out his super
1: suit. His, his suit that's just
0: in his desk. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you keep that. It's
1: it's really funny.
0: Yeah. So Shriek is basically evil Lucio from Overwatch. Yeah. Like he can he can affect sound by Doing air molecules, so he can nullify sounds by canceling the waves out, which is dubious. Yeah, uh, especially on the level that he starts doing it on. Um, he can also like amplify sounds. He can use like sound waves to cause shock waves. He can bounce you back. But it has one of the best sequences of the show, I think, entirely. So they fight, and in order to disorient him, and in- to disorient Terry shriek makes it so he can't hear the ambient sounds he can only hear his own footsteps very loudly and everything else is silent yeah and then so we get this silent fight between batman and shriek but then music starts playing in the background so we are not hearing like the actual sound and it is like chilling it is so good
1: it's really, really good. And then a side effect, a byproduct of, you know, what happens at the end of that episode is that Shriek is deafened. Like, he goes deaf.
0: Yeah, because Terry throws the electronic battering at, uh, into the suit and it like over goes into overdrive as it gets electrocuted. So the other thing, too, is, like, all of the villains in the show, like, they end up, their motivation ends up being that their own technology ends up corrupting them yeah and then they blame it on batman which is it's a recurring motif and i think it's really interesting like the people in this show get mad at the wrong things like really they should be mad at the like mega corporations that are trying to ruin their lives um but they like misdirect the blame which i think is really good and really interesting it's like it goes back to that anxiety about technology that i was talking about the other interesting thing about this episode is that we learn that Bruce thinks of like Bruce Wayne as the mask and Batman is what he thinks in his head because Batman was kind of out of commission in this show, which we didn't mention because Shriek used one of those bi-directional wireless microphones to make Bruce think he was hearing voices. Mm hmm. Because Bruce was put in a hospital after Shriek attacked the theater while they were both in it. Yeah, and,
1: and it was a ploy to get Bruce because, you know, in the beginning, um, Derek Powers has the meeting and Bruce overrules over him and says, we're not going to tear this down.
0: Yeah, they wanted to kill him, basically.
1: Yeah, they wanted to they wanted to prove that he was incompetent.
0: Shriek was hired to kill him.
1: Yeah, and, and then at the end, you know, end up killing him. But um, he just ends up being really pissed off at Terry. <laughs> um, really really pissed off and i don't know it's it's very it's everything's good I, I think we're we could probably talk about this for a really long time but we yeah. watched some very choice episodes they were very yeah. good i would love to watch more now <laughs> because we kind of started watching them
0: yeah because we also watched like the second shriek which is called babble where he comes back with a vengeance and wants to go against Terry and he makes everyone speak simlish, Like he alters their like speech waves. Don't, don't. uh, There's a giant
1: tuning fork building. It's fine.
0: Air molecules can't change language, but he makes it happen and makes all the animals go haywire. So we get like a really funny sequence actually of like Terry and Bruce like furiously texting each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Because they can't communicate the normal way. Also, uh, at this point, Shriek has hired a pink-haired splicer kid to be his, like, assistant, and the splicer kid, like, starts to get, because he's like, you know, I'm poor, but I'm not stupid, and, like, basically is like, what are you trying to do? Like, this isn't good, and (laughs) so in order to get him onto his side, Shriek gives the kid basically, like, a tuning fork that will amplify or stimulate the pleasure centers of his brain of his brain and so he just like do you want to say what happens he just gives this kid this (laughs) device
1: and he just like this kid whose name is ollie just like (laughs) sits there and uses it and like literally probably like has orgasms yeah like Like, it's, it's
0: it's extreme he, like, hinted at, and Shriek just sits there watching him as this kid, like, is drooling in a corner, like, laying in a pile. It's... Yeah. It's a lot.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot.
0: Also, like, we see him doing it multiple times, and then Shriek's, like, surprised later that Ollie isn't taking care of something, and it's, like, my dude. You gave him, <laughs> like, literally the ultimate, like... I mean, like, it could be, like, a drug or something, too, right? But, yeah. like, it's, it's definitely, like... You gave this kid something that's gonna leave him a drooling pile, and then you expect him to be able to take care of your villainous plot to turn these two skyscrapers into a giant tuning fork? Okay. Sure. Yeah, sure. But
1: needless to say, Terry foils the plan. Yeah. After some high stakes moments on whether whether or not he would be willing to sacrifice himself yeah. for the sake of the city.
0: Yeah, that was a big that was a big thing in there. Yeah. Which I felt was kind of like at that point. That kind of was boring, honestly. Like, I didn't like that element of that episode because it's like, I mean, he's already kind of done this like multiple times, Bruce. Why are you like harping on him that he needs to be ready to do this? Like he's hasn't he proven himself by this point? But, you know, whatever. Also, of note, that was like the only episode that we ended up watching with Max, who is by far and away the best character in the show. Um, she is voiced by Cree Summers she is a black teen with a yellow crop top black pants and a shock of bright pink hair and she is super smart and she is not gonna put up with terry's shit and she also figures out that he's batman so batman or i keep calling bruce batman which is fair because he's, he's not i mean he is but yeah he's he not. is but he's not um but she basically like blackmails Bruce and Terry into like letting her in on the secret because she figures it out. Um, and she is incredible. Um, and her cat was having a bad time in this episode, which is why she was here because the animals went all hair wire. Yeah. She plays a more active role in some episodes, especially ones where like Bruce is absent. And I think it's really good because again, like Terry isn't this one-man unit like Bruce was, and also Bruce wasn't as much as he would like to pretend that he was, but Terry is much more well-adjusted and is much more willing to ask his friends for help, which is why also it feels like more cyberpunk, because it's like a group of, like... Yeah, it's it's also why he succeeds more often than not. A group of teens and an old man, like, fighting against the injustices it's, 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 of yeah. capitalism, like it's funny
1: it's it's very funny
0: yeah so so we watched out of the past which was an episode where bruce met with talia al ghul his ex-lover He turned out to not be talia al ghul because her dad it was her dad that like her dad had taken her, her body, body like put his brain he was about to die so if you don't know who Rachel ghul al ghul Rachel ghul whatever if you don't know who he is, he is all about Lazarus Pitts and eternal life. So he's all about like finding ways to cheat the past. He was very badly done in Batman Begins by Liam Neeson. Did not like that interpretation at all. Very shallow and boring. But he's an interesting villain, if only because the most interesting Batman villains to me are ones that play off like Bruce's insecurities. And this worked very well for that episode because it was like Bruce is old and he doesn't want to be old anymore. But there was a huge body horror aspect because yikes,
1: man, yikes and a half because he he seemed to really enjoy being in her body, which was kind of messed up.
0: Yeah. Also, like there's the intimation that they kissed while he was in her body. Yeah, this is it was
1: there's a whole <laughs> lot of like There's a whole lot of layers in that one. guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I said during while watching, it was like also. Like, she was, like, at one point, like, you will accept it all in time. And I'm, like, every implication here, like, this whole for this whole episode is bad. Yeah,
1: basically, will wanted to prime Bruce's body by making him young again so he could take over his brain.
0: Yeah, because the Lazarus yeah. pits aren't working anymore. Yeah. Or not working on him. Like, they're still working, but it's, you know, become, like, immune to them. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, and we also watched The Call, which is, like, a crossover of... There's a couple crossovers, and I think all of them are really good, actually. Yeah, I agree. Crossover episodes for DC Universe varied in quality. So we have Zeta, which was like an NSA robot.
1: I was gonna say we never wa- ended up watching that one. No, yeah. we didn't
0: watch that one, but that spun off into its own show. And we crossed over with like Static Shock in a little ways in Future Shock, like we saw Future Static, which was really good. And then the one we did watch was The Call, which was is where terry gets recruited by the future justice league because people like uh, this character that was created for one episode and then like ditched <laughs> like they show him like all his transformations and like he has really cool powers and then he's killed within the first 10 minutes of the show he's not killed well he's not no he's not killed micron but he's out of is commission. not killed he's we out thought of commission he was dead but he I was
1: thought
0: out he was out of commission. They yeah, no, he was out of commission.
1: But basically the story is that Superman recruits Terry because he, Superman thinks that there's a traitor in the Justice League and nobody knows what it like, who it is. But they keep getting weird. Like Every one of them keeps getting like lured into like basically death traps. Yeah. And they don't also, know who the traitor is. Yeah, so but finally, it ends up being like, Superman.
0: Yeah, they use a uh, recording from the um, Batmobile, which, by the way, is a really cool, sleek hovercraft. It's like very sharp, like literally sharp. And like all the other vehicles are like very like blocky, like ugly, like 80s style, like future tech hovercrafts. But the Batmobile is like, it's so good. So he recorded like some stuff and then ran it into like his Bat computer, which does like the enhanced thing from Blade Runner where he can like vector it in and like spin the picture around and process it through different spectographies and then see's that it was superman firing his eye lasers at this plane to make it explode
1: yeah and we get this whole big spiel about like we go to the fortress of solitude
0: they have a grick in the Fortress of Solitude, which is a D. <laughs> monster. <laughs> you can't tell me that that's not what that was.
1: Yeah, we go to the Fortress of Solitude, and we learn that there's alien species that got abducted from its home, couldn't go back to its home.
0: They all you need to do is there's shiny star that are also psychic, which are terrifying, and try to take over. Yeah, that's it. It's bad. That's it because the collector stole them from their planet their home and put them in a menagerie with superman which was an actual episode by the way so like that's a really interesting way that they tied it back into superman's like continuity also superman was also tony stark like he has all these like gadgets and goo gaws in that show yeah uh, yeah yeah but apparently this alien has been like controlling him for years and like finally decided to make this move and so, but they do end by using, like, Big Barter's, like, teleportation. girl mind links with it and finds out where it lived. And then they they take the Green Lantern, like, scoops them up into, like, a giant jar and dumps them back in their homeworld. So they can't bother anyone ever again. <laughs> but yeah, like, some other villains, like, Kirara is a really cool, like, assassin lady. Then... You know, they have like this whole Cobra gang that is the big villain from the call pretty much to the end. So currently, where Batman Beyond left off is actually being continued in the comics, kind of similar to the way Buffy was as well. But they did have kind of like a wrap up. So in that Justice League Unlimited episode epilogue, which we didn't end up watching, but I remember it well enough, what ends up happening is Amanda Waller was worried about not having a Batman. So as Amanda Waller sometimes does, she gets in everybody else's business and makes decisions based on what she thinks is best for them. Now, who does this sound like? Your answer is Batman, then you would be correct. (laughs) But she's like, and like, she's worse than Batman. Oh, yeah. So at some point, she stole Batman's DNA and then found a suitable candidate, like a couple where the guy was sterile. And under the auspices of hospital treatments, injected Bruce's DNA into this guy that was Terry's dad so that he would have Batman kids. And then she orchestrated a tragedy. Just like Bruce's. Just like Bruce's. So she orchestrated this whole, like, Derek Powers killing his dad and Derek Powers having this whole scenario in the first place. She orchestrated that in order to make sure that there was a Batman for future generations. Meaning that Matt was also like she she made sure that there were two kids. So if one of them died, then the other could become Batman still. Yeah. And she like watched them. So Batman, you know, had no kids. All the Robins are either dead or don't want to have anything to do with it and then you know ba- Babs is obviously the commissioner but she's not like a you know she's not Batman or Batfam anymore. So Terry is Bruce's son and that's why they're so alike. The end. The end. That's how it ends. And if that's not messed up, <laughs> then I don't know what is. <laughs> like it's a really good episode but man is it messed up. I mean, you could be your own grandpa. Oh, uh, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> There's also Return of the Joker, which is the movie that I mentioned, which is dubiously canon. It's uh, like it's technically canon, but it's also like aired in the middle of it and is supposed to take place like between I guess the end of the series proper and the epilog, uh because Terry's also much older in epilog and he's married to Dana. So Return of the Joker, like also kind of sets off, like, if Bruce was getting older, why weren't there more Robins? Well, because there was a horrible accident with one, and also the Joker, like, put a brainwash protocol in one of the Robins to make sure that Bruce would be hassled later? Question mark? I don't know. It's really messed uh, up, though.
1: It's super messed up. Yeah, it it's is. It movie, really is. It's a good movie, but,
0: like... The one thing I like about Batman Beyond is they're not afraid to push, like, that messed up angle while still keeping it, other than Return of the Joker. Like, it's messed up, but, like, not because of the content itself, but because of the implications there about technology and people and the abuse of power. Um, Return of the Joker, the reason why that was made, it was made PG to release it on DVD, but the original release and the unrated version shows... Uh, someone being murdered, I'm not gonna spoil who it was in case you want to watch that, but there is someone that is murdered and also tortured very horribly, yeah, bad, very bad. Have you watched that, Charlie? Yes, I have a while ago. you remember his tortured, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's not great it's it's bad, but yeah, I mean, please, please do watch the show. It's very good, yeah, um, I would recommend. The episodes that we watched, which is the first two episodes, Rebirth Part 1 and 2, Blackout is good, Shriek is good, Dead Man's Hand is the Royal Flush Gang that I mentioned. Splicers is good. Yeah. A Touch of Curare is good. Um Splicers is good. We didn't watch Bloodsport, Rats, or um Ascension, but those are also good. You know, various things. Egg Baby is silly, but also good. That's like they have like a future like sex ed. Doll that they have to carry with them at all times. Um, <laughs> Zeta is actually really good. The Zeta Project itself as a show was kind of uneven. Um,
1: and the Rise of Cobra is like is also good. Yeah,
0: April Moon is also good. Um, oh my god, I didn't realize this. Um, so Centuries of the Last Cosmos is the obligatory VR episode because of course they needed one. Um, yes, but one of the rivals in that. Episode is based on Gary Gygax which I did that's not hilarious. realize. That's
1: hilarious. Yeah,
0: that's funny. Um, but yeah, there's there's super good. um Inkling also good. um And then pretty much like from the call on, like the call is an okay episode. I wouldn't say that it's it's another two parter. It's not the best, but Betrayal. No, from Betrayal onwards towards the end of the series are some of the, like, best episodes as well.
1: Agreed. And any Justice League Unlimited episode with Batman in it, like, Batman Beyond specifically, Terry, good.
0: Yeah. Future Shock is which really there good.
1: Are, which there are a couple, obviously, yeah, Static Shock crossover, yeah, very also good. Yeah, because that's
0: technically a JLU episode. It's not a, um... Yeah. Because that's... So, I think what happened there is that was after... So, they had the Static Shock cartoon... Um and then after that, like Dwayne McDuffie started writing for JLU, and he was actually like, yeah, I think, like the main architect of that era of the Justice League cartoon. So he well, was it makes like, sense, yeah. So he was like, you know, it makes sense to cross these two things over. So let's do it. <laughs> Which Why let's not? a really good episode. Um, but yeah, that's Batman Beyond. I rate it ten batterings out of ten.
1: That's a really good rating. We're going to certainly continue to use that rating system as we go forward. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening to our episode today. If you like this episode and have liked previous episodes in the past, you can find us on twitter.com at YoungWinsCast, where we always are and I will always speak to you and Mikey will always speak to you if you have nice things to say and or are just
0: Or I'll like your not tweets mean. at the very oh, least. Oh.
1: Yeah, or not mean. Um, no one's been mean. I don't mean to say it like that. Just, you know. Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself and all that good stuff. As
0: always on the internet.
1: As always. Um, I, my, me, myself, and I. You
0: had a, are all Gen- you had a thing. <laughs> I did. Let's um, talk about What, what, talk what, about what do it, you do on the internet, Charlie? Uh, uh,
1: well, I'll talk about it in a second. But I'll finish my thought first. Um, you can find me at genetic ghost on Twitter where by this time I will have had my article about Chatterstar published on um womenwriteaboutcomics.com. Um yeah, you can find my article there. If you want to know it who this is, person is basically that we
0: talk all about that Charlie talks about all the time. Yeah.
1: If you don't really know, I got a primer for you. Um you can get up to speed real quick if you read it. Um, I will you can find the link on my Twitter. You can find the link probably um I'll re I'll reblog it again, um, in case you missed it on the Twitter for the show. But I did that and it was fun and it was hard work and I did a lot of it and it was confusing and you might still be confused after you read it, but I <laughs> hope not.
0: Um Yeah, I did that. It was really um, good. Yeah, thank you. Um Thank you for providing yeah. us that great service of explaining shatterstar to the internet yeah
1: yeah well we'll see what next week has in store for us
0: <laughs> as always
1: as always and how about you mikey
0: you can find me at quantum dot dot on twitter where other than drawing a met sona for shatterstar and having lewis tan talk about it fuck I still, I'm still, i still kind of in disbelief just because of the ridiculousness of all of those things. He's
1: fucking ridiculous.
0: That only came about because I was like, Shatterstar's original costume looks a lot like the Cardinal outfits. And also like the Met costumes for the dudes were abysmal. And I'm like, I can do better than this. I can do like a Utena-ass, warrior-priest, paladin-ass Shatterstar look. And I did. <laughs> I even put a rosary in his hair. His hair is braided around a giant rosary, so. It's great. It's great. I'm very, I'm very happy with it. Other than that, I talk about game design, video games, and critical thoughts on all of the above, as well as comic books and TV and stuff on my Twitter, quantum dot, dot. As I said, you can also find me and all my work at quantum dot dot space. I'm working on a Dungeon World supplement. I wanted to redo the paladin and then also do racial moves. So I'll be working on that and my own game as well. So Yeah.
1: And uh I forgot to mention, but if you like our show, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever your podcasts are sold and baked. Not why did I say baked?
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Fresh baked podcast straight from the source.
1: Fresh baked podcast. Just real good. Mm.
0: This uh, podcast is still a little yeasty. We got to let it rise. Speak
1: for yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's us. That's me. That's Mikey.
0: Let us know what you think of this coverage. And like if there's other shows like some of the ones that we're thinking about doing just for your reference. And let us like let us know what you think of these. Um uh, of New Hero Academia. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, maybe. Street Sharks, maybe. Sailor Moon or other magical girl stuff, maybe Steven Universe, maybe. Um,
1: yeah, we're thinking we might do some like also like mini arc coverage of yeah. some comics I we that I want to talk about. Talk about.
0: X- yeah, mini arcs of comics. I know we wanted to talk X Men Evolution eventually. Um, yes, sure. Like that one is a definite. Um, but if there's other things that you think we should take a look at, or if you have suggestions for what we should look into making our next season proper feel free to tweet us or email us um it might just be (laughs) x-force right but (laughs) but we can always you know put things in the queue also we didn't do one this time but if you have any weird comic book covers especially old comic book covers or as we are talking (laughs) about in the discord today british comics like such as 2000 ad or judge dread um, if you have weird comic book covers that are ridiculous out of context and you would like to provide it, them to us without any context and let us guess what we think they are and rate which is the better cover of two, please send those to us at youngonescast at gmail.com. We will get back to doing this or that segments and they are some of my favorite part of this show, so.
1: yes, yeah, so there. we're just, uh, life's been hectic, I've been busy, Mikey's been busy. Yes.
0: I worked 14 hours yesterday, it was not fun.
1: Things have been busy yeah so bear with us in this trying time that is the month of may uh, but until next time
0: let your memes be dreams don't splice or no splicing Splicer, or no splicing S-
1: Splicer or no splicing
0: bye everybody you got it bye everybody